friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Honestly, I don't know what's going to be the situation by the time this episode releases. A few days ago, we found out my mom is COVID positive. And so we're all self-quarantining. We're all in the, you know, in the small space since we just recently moved and our house is smaller than what we're used to living. So now we're all in each other's space. I have a four-year-old, 11-year-old, my mom, my dad, my mother-in-law, and my husband and me. And so we're all in this small space 24-7. Of course, everything is clashing, everybody's clashing, especially around my four-year-old. So today I wanted to share this that I ended up asking out loud, and then I caught myself. I said, why doesn't my child listen to me? Now, yes, we're all somehow plagued by this question. I happened to said this question out loud in my head and at the same time caught myself like, wow, I just said this out loud. This question is so designed. It's designed for reactivity and impulsivity. And so I had to, again, I had to step back, go back and, you know, just, just chill, just pause and like, again, reflect, why is my child not listening? And of course, it wasn't about my child. Of course, there was something that I wasn't able to see it. And I had many explanations why this is happening, but Again, I wanted to dissect this so I can share what exactly goes when we say this question in our head, like, why doesn't my child listen to me? It actually seduces us to believe that the pain is coming from the other party. So like, the and the other party here is the child. And therefore, we have to go fix the other in order to take the pain away. Such a faulty belief system as Dr. Shefali says. So I learned how to break this down from Dr. Shefali and I really wanted to share today because today I had that moment like I really had to just sit like oh my gosh I had to pause I had to take you know I had to take a deep breath and just 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 reflect back on this like what's going on. I actually turned, I had to turn to my um, notebook and flip these pages and come down to what Dr. Shefali teaches and how to break this down, how to break this question down, like, why isn't my child listening to me? Because this time I knew that it's far more and I could see that it's not his fault, but at the same time, I just didn't, because I've, I've never been in such such situation where everybody's in each other's faces and I just I wanted to see what's underneath 
the behavior. I wanted to see what's underneath the iceberg and how can I support my child? How can I coach my child? Again, that's another topic that we parents are not, are, you know, are like not their friends, but we want to really be their guide and we're not the owner of our kids either. Um, that's another thing, but I today let's let's look into how to break this down further. So we'll break this question in three parts. So why my child does not listen to me? So first, why? Whenever we say why, it directly automatically implies resistance of some sort. If that why is coming from another party, like let's say your coach or mentor, then it will make you, you know, if it's coming from that intention, then it will make you reflect. But if you're asking like from a perspective where you think that person is a problem, then this why just automatically goes in the category of resistance. And so we're not ready to accept that and what happens in this that we're asking? So when we ask why, we, in the sense we parents, are actually not ready to accept that the reality is the way it is. It is what it is, right? But we really want to change it. So we pose this resistance through some form of a question. And so this form comes across as why my child doesn't listen to me. Okay, now the sec let's let's break into second part, my child. When we say if we said why doesn't listen to me, that's a different thing, different question. But when we say why my child is not listening to me, two different things. Here we think that the child holds the power to change things and so should be given the responsibility to do so. Right? And we think that we actually see the child here is seen as the problem and the solution at the same time. Now, we ended up saying, you know, when we say my child, the belief system goes here that the child needs to change. The child needs to get fixed. That's where this comes up. When we say does not listen to me, so we're looking at the third part of the question. Here, we, talk, we are actually seeking compliance. When we desire that our child should listen to us, we actually desire for compliance. We desire for obedience. We seek for you know, compliance, a cooperation. But little do we realize that, the, that this very compliance we're seeking to obtain through our children is the very compliance that will work against them in their adult life, says Dr. Shabbat. She always says, like, our children really need to practice in saying no to us as parents so they can learn this ability to be assertive, which will allow them to say no to authority figures or to peer pressure when it's 
necessary, right? So we really need to look out for what actually we are desiring. So it's 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 about you know instead of seeking compliance, we need to seek authenticity. Instead of seeking blind obedience, we need to seek assertiveness. Instead of seeking, you know, dogmatism just to follow as I say or, you know, we need to seek to listen. We need to attune and connect with our children, right? So we really need to allow and give our children the space for them to be in their zone. So we really need to be in flow with our child, first of all. Then we really need to allow our children to feel like they have power and choice over their lives as long as it's safe, right? As long as it's it's okay to do that in that moment. Because this is the time when we can teach them and train them and, you know, support them to get ready for tomorrow. And then, again, we also need to connect to what our children feel and need below the iceberg. So the behavior, don't look at the behavior. Behavior seems like the child is not listening. But make sure you connect to what's underneath the iceberg, what's underneath the behavior. Is there a need or some sort of feeling that's not met? And also ensure that all the essentials are covered, like do they have enough food, the rest, you know, are they tired, whatever the case is. Make sure the essentials are covered. Are they feeling safe, right? So again, why, I, I wanted to break this this question, why? Because, you know, it just it just happened that because we're all quarantining and everybody is, you know, in the same space, um, of course, separated, but still we're in like, you know, same space. We can't go outside, no, no outside walk again. The schools are virtual. And so they haven't seen their, you know, they haven't seen their friends. Um, so it's hard. It's really hard. And so... I, as soon as I got chance to reflect on these things, I went back to, to my son um, and I ended up witnessing where he was about to throw something. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not funny, but it is funny. Sometimes kids are just, but it's just, I had to go in between, um, you know, in between their their sibling rivalry so that I could ensure that both of the children are safe including and actually three their father too i had to make sure that he's safe as well because there was some like real um war going on when i um ended up in the living room anyway so the point is the four-year-old really needed he was just overstimulated he was just so tired uh, because he wasn't feeling good. And so it was that his internally, he wasn't feeling good. And I really had to like, that's why he was just like, you know, so angry and, and he wanted something and he didn't get it. And it was just 
all over the place. So I had to go in between their war zone and I had to take what he had in his hand, put that away. Daddy took all the toys away so that we just don't have any objects to throw at each other and we're safe. And at the end, I had to had a, uh, I had to have a conversation with him like, okay, I, you know, I see you. Um, I, are you having a hard time? Are you not feeling good? He does communicate really well, but it's just in the hard moments, it's important for us to parents to ask them questions in a way they're not like what happened why are you doing this kind of questions right you need to ask them like are you okay is something hurting you know like small questions that don't ask open-ended question when uh, during the heat of the moment it's not necessary to ask unless they're calm and they are all, you know, they have everything together, then you can go for, okay, tell me what happened, kind of uh, questions. But during the heat of the moment, you all, you want to make sure that the child is safe. So I ended up comforting him and asking, and then he said, I just don't feel good right now. He ended up telling me that I just don't feel good right now. It was that easy. It wasn't that why my child is not listening, it was because he wasn't feeling good inside. He wasn't feeling like him. And so I had to take him and I had to put him to sleep. So at 7 p.m., well, actually, before 7 p.m., he was all, all but he was in bed and he was all good um, resting. So just the moral of the story is sometimes it's not about why my child is not listening Rather, it's about looking underneath the behavior and just breaking it down what's happening. So again, four rules to handle the situation. Number one, first of all, flow with your child and allow them the space to be in their zone as long as it's safe to do so. Then ensure you allow them to feel like they have the power and the choice over their lives. So... You know, if they're not feeling good, give them, open up that conversation so they can share what's going on and then connect to your children's feel and the need below the surfaces, below what's looking as, what's seen as behavior. And then, of course, make sure all the essentials are covered. Like, are they tired? Do they need a, you know, nap? Do they, are they hungry? Do they need to hydrate, are they feeling safe, things like that. So hopefully this helped. And also, you know, we really need to learn um, how to mind the gap. Whenever these heat of the moment happen and instead of asking, why are you not listening to me, to the child or even to ourselves, what we can do as a parent, like this was all about like, you know, um, helping the child and of course, reflecting on what's happening and looking under the iceberg but also what can we do name the feeling and feel the feelings as opposed to reacting to them so if I am feeling like really you know agitated by him not listening I would rather I want to ask myself like okay what what is happening internally for me instead of me just you know yelling or ended up you know screaming 
which by the way happens because again we're all humans so it's sometimes it just it just happens okay and in that in that time you can always go you know um, go back and do the repair but also practice that it doesn't happen again and again the second thing is like how now once once you you handle your so you once you self-regulate once you look at their needs and you meet their essentials then you can um just to teach them a lesson you can use role playing you can use humor you can use the mindful you know pausing breathing in, or using games or creativity so that you can teach them the whatever the lesson needs to be taught in that moment i hope this breaking down of why my child does not listen to me helped you today and i hope next time when you hear yourself saying this out loud why my child doesn't listen to me or why are you not listening to me you'll be able to realize that it's you know it's not that your child is the problem and it's not about fixing your child rather it's about looking at the needs and rather looking at looking at what's underneath the behavior what's underneath the surface and meeting the need and connecting with the child of course all that can happen only after you self regulate yourself so you don't end up reacting hope this helps that's it for this week's episode of race to rise be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life kids and everything in between i am mitha patel wishing you happy raising and rising <laughs>